Football is officially back, and we've got you covered right here on the Ringer NFL feed. I'm Shiel Kapadia, and every Tuesday and Friday, Ben Solak and I will be bringing you Extra Point Taken. Nora Princiati here to tell you that Steven Ruiz and I will be coming to you every Monday and Thursday. Our Monday show will recap everything from Sunday's games. Thursday's show will encompass any news during the week with an eye towards the next slate of games. Subscribe to the Ringer NFL show on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow the Ringer NFL on Instagram, TikTok and Twitter at Ringer NFL. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC slim fit trouser, but I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. Welcome to the Ring Fantasy Football Show. My name is Danny Heifetz. I am joined by Danny Kelly and Craig Quarlbeck. Craig, are you going to send flowers to Josh McDaniels for kicking the field goal? Edible arrangements? What's your style? <laughs> um, I, he's already on our payroll, so the money should be enough. <laughs> Thank you, Josh. What a, what a great win. Uh, I, I don't believe... I, I saw the analytics said that him kicking it, it was actually like... Uh, they are both around 10.6% chance of winning whether they kicked it or not. I don't believe that. Uh, you needed four <laughs> yards and to then to go for two. You got to do that. So thank you, Josh. I think we would have won anyway, but thank you, Josh. It's really weird when you have, you, you need eight points and that you're fourth and four and you need eight and you just got eight points on the previous drive and you're like, what if we did three and then still needed a touchdown anyway? <laughs> Like sometimes football's funny when you strip all the context out and you're like, well, we need eight, but I, I'm, we're not going to try for that yet. Yeah. He's like, right. he's like, what if we, what if we were needed three touchdown drives in a row instead of two in a row? Let's do that. If it just, to me, it's like, there's so many more variables. It's like, you got to execute essentially two plays, right? You got to score a touchdown and then get a two point conversion. Well, I guess if you, if you count the fourth down, you also have to do three, but then you have to make a stop on the next drive if you're just going to kick a field goal. And there's like, that's throwing a whole new crap load of variables into it. Then you got to do another drive and come down the field and do it all again. Like to me, that's like, what are we talking about here? This is so much more easy just to do three good plays. Yeah, Jimmy had thrown two picks. He was getting sacked a ton. Like you're in the red zone, man. Like take advantage of it. I think 90% of what we criticize coaches about is wrong and we don't have the right information or we have no idea what we're talking about. I actually think clock management in the NFL is the thing where, you know what? You actually do have more experience with them. These coaches who don't play Madden, like you, co you know, how you get a head coaching job. You're not watching the end of the game in real time. They're watching cutups of film all 22. They're not thinking yeah. about the clock in these situations. They're diagramming plays like X's this. and O's. Like they're like the reason Nate Hackett was so bad is Nate Hackett had never freaking managed the clock till he was doing it. And I just watched these coaches reaching and I'm like, they're actually not thinking about this stuff. It's crazy. Would you, if Sean McVay was on the Zoom right now, would you say that to him? <laughs> yes, I actually, I, I would actually ask him how much time he spent before he became a head coach. Not like 
managing those situations at the end of the game. I think it's shockingly less than you think about. It's just not their job. It is their job. But yeah. But well, not before you get the job. That's what I'm saying. I'm oh, saying if you played okay. Madden until you get the job, it's never been your job. Like if you played Madden, you thought about it more than them. That's what I'm saying. But it is our job. Yeah. <laughs> it's our job every single Sunday. There you go. Just watch. Anyway. I'm, I'm technically managing, I'm clock managing 16 games every Sunday, it's technically. True. Anyway. All right. We're going to go through everything after week three. A uh, lot to get to. Oh my God. I feel like the, the fun week this was like, a, a week that was like gradual and then all of a sudden everything happened at once, but there's only one place to start. It was a fun week if you had a dolphin on your roster. Otherwise, it was a terrible <laughs> oh my week. God. So the Dolphins-Broncos game was so ridiculous that we're going to do something fun here. We're going to do a draft of stats and facts from the Dolphins game. <laughs> like we literally, there were so many that we're going to do a draft and I'm giving myself the first pick because I've just do it. We'll do this. You, you put the list together. I, yeah, so I just so, gave myself yeah. the first pick. Uh, so again, from the official 2023 week three draft of Miami Dolphins stats, uh, Dolphins scored 70 points most since 1966. I'm taking that first. 70. That's 10 touchdowns. Can we just 10. say like mo- most ever? Because like 1966, come on, who cares? Um, first of all, <laughs> just to recap in case you missed it, in case you're under a rock, Miami beat the Broncos 70 to 20. Most ridiculous game I've ever seen. It was like the most massive blowout I've ever seen. And then there was like 10 minutes left in the game. And then they just added on to it. The only anyway. game I would compare this to was the, I forget which Patriots team, I think 2007 or eight or nine. One of the really good Brady ones, Moss was still there, was they beat the Titans 59 to nothing in the snow. That was the last time I oh, remember yeah. thinking it was that was it was that was such a non-competitive football game. Craig, give the second pick here. I have a quick question for DK. DK, if people don't care about 1966, what year do people start caring with stats? Where are you drawing the line? Seventy-five. Uh, what year were you born, DK? Nineteen eighty-two. Yes, eighty-two. Okay. No, Good I, was, to know. I was literally actually thinking like nineteen ninety-five. DK is like, I when did I start watching football? <laughs> <laughs> this is about me. I just know, but like, really though, it's just like the game is so different back then. It was like I don't know. So all Joe Montana's Super Bowls, those those don't count. They were before. Well, let's start with those 1980. Are, are, That's fine. Start with 1980. All right. Um, I'm I'm taking. I mean, I'm taking 726 yards, most in NFL history. Right? How can you not? The most yards ever in a football game. I think that's a good one. Put of 726 yards, which is an NFL record, which broke the record set by the Rams. We beat the the Yanks in 1951. <laughs> The Yanks. The New York Yanks. On that roster, uh, just just an absolute plethora of Milt Plum and Cloyce Box <laughs> level names. On the 1951 New York Yanks, Zolly Toth. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Quarterback Norm Van Brocklin. <laughs> um, somebody named legitimately Vitamin Smith. <laughs> Vitamin. <laughs> Tungsten Armo Doyle. <laughs> <laughs> vitamin. So vitamin Smith, vitamin. And then my favorite here is uh, we have we have Bev Wallace. When I looked them up, it's Beverly. This this person is Beverly Wallace. <laughs> you forgot about Bob Celery. <laughs> Bob Celery. That's Bob, right. Bob Celery. He's the starting quarterback. Robert. Robert Celery. 
Robert Celery. El Elroy Hirsch is the first and last no, Elroy in his NFL history. Was crazy I would imagine. Legs. They called him Crazy Legs Hirsch. <laughs> oh yeah, I've heard of that guy before. Oh, Crazy Legs um, Hirsch. I like I like vitamin. <laughs> vitamin <laughs> Smith. Maybe he was British. They called him Vitamin. <laughs> vitamin Smith. How, how do you spell it? Like just the word vitamin. It's spelled like vitamin. <laughs> they had a guy named Sisto Averno. Some great names. <laughs> vitamin Smith like was five eight one seventy nine, and he was a running back. Next, <laughs> this guy was Devon A. Chain vitamin of the fifties. <laughs> Uh, God, I love it. <sighs> vitamin. Hose me down. <laughs> vitamin Smith is probably better than even fucking Cloyce. <laughs> Email us at ringerfantasyfootball.gmail.com about Vitamin Smith. So right to me, it's like watching a like a big 12 game on like Thursday afternoon or Thursday night or something like it. it's like, what are we doing here? There's no defense at all. There are teams that in the NFL that have not had seven twenty six yards in a month. Yeah. Okay. This is the one I'm going to do since I have the third pick. This is tough. Raheem Mostert had, let's see here, 142 scrimmage yards and four touchdowns. And he was not the highest scoring running back on his own team. <laughs> <laughs> He had 40, what was his total points? Was, uh, like 45 PPR, PPR, 45 points in PPR. And he was the second highest running back on his team in terms of fantasy points. <laughs> Just absolutely ludicrous, ludicrous uh, day through the, on, like, honestly, on both through the air and on the ground. But like, this was like an incredible game from the run game. Like, it, it felt like the Broncos just completely gave up like midway through the second quarter. Um, but so anyways, I got back to back picks here since I'm, I've got three and four. I can't oh, go we're snaking. Oh yeah. Come on. That's the only thing that's fair. Uh, let's see here. There's so many to choose from. Um, let's see here. If we were true to our show, we would have done an auction draft, but it's fine. Okay. So here, here's a good one. I'm just going to go ahead and put it here. Mostert and a chain, according to uh, ESPN's Tristan Croc Cockroft, most fantasy points by a running back duo in NFL history. And this is a good way to shoot. That's wild. The, That's like the crazy. most ever. And the, and you could feel that. Like the fact that freaking Mostert scored four touchdowns in this and he wasn't the highest scoring running back on his own team is so I mean, ludicrous. How rare is it for a player to have four touchdowns? Both the running backs had four touchdowns. Yeah. Unbelievable. Like, what, like, like again, like I, 10, one team had 10 touchdowns. They had a five in the first half and then they had five in the second half. When can I do when when do when should we wait until I do my victory lap on Devon A chain? Should we do it now? <laughs> like I just I just want to say I've kind of pinned my professional reputation on Devon A chain a little too much over the offseason. I wouldn't shut the fuck up about him. Like every chance I got, I had I was talking about how much I love Devon A chain. When he was a, a healthy scratch a week one, slightly disconcerting from my point of view, considering how much I talked to him over the first, like over the last six months. So this was very validating. I'm just very happy. The vibrations. You know, we got to, to see. Yeah. I love it when the cars go by like this. That was just so much fun to watch Devon H. And I do think he's a special talent. Of course, Raheem Mostert did a lot too. So this is also just a huge product of, this is an amazing offense. Okay. My turn. Yep. I really like that. Um, Devon A-Chain currently is the number five overall running back in fantasy. Not this week. 
on in the whole year, A Chain is fifth. And let me remind people, he had nine yards heading into this game. <laughs> he had one That's fantasy it. point for today. He had one carry <laughs> for five yards and one catch for four yards. That's it. And now he's fifth in the league in fantasy points. The RB5 in fantasy. Love to see it. DK. That's an all-time call by you, DK. You, I remember, like, he was one of the first players you had, like, a real opinion on uh, in the draft. Oh, yeah, I remember you sure. hitting me up about him really early and being like, this guy's, like, the truth. And just respect. Like, I, what what a call. I, I, It's insane that he's... So the Dolphins have two top five running backs. I know, it's crazy. In fantasy, uh, to be clear. Yeah, like, it, I think it's... it. De- it definitely, like, sort of... Uh, diminishes the overall impact. The fact that Mostert did so great in this game too. It's not like, oh, Devon Achain is the second coming of Adrian Peterson or whatever. I just think like in this offense, he's such a perfect fit. And we saw that today. I'm so excited about what he can do down the line. Um, I mean, he played like 40% of the snaps. He had like 50 points. You know what well, I mean? When you like, say that Devon Achain is not the second coming of Adrian Peterson is because Adrian Peterson doesn't have shit on Devon Achain, right? <laughs> right, right. Obviously, there's there's no even, they're not even close. But I see what you mean. There's an element of this where it's like, does it matter who's even on the offense as long as you can run fast and Mike McDaniel will get you 100 yards? Well, I was going to say, I have no. two yes. here, which yeah. is, I, I, I'm going to go two stats back to back. Top five fastest ball carriers, like plays this season, the fastest players run. <laughs> this is good. All five of them are Miami Dolphins. It's Tyree Kill, Raheem Mostert. <laughs> it's Tyree Kill, Tyree Kill, Raheem Mostert, Tyree Kill, and Devon Achain. So it's, I mean, it's this is the best. I'm telling you. Producer dude. Carlos, who's a huge Dolphins fan before the show, is he was telling us that it watching the other games after the Dolphins looked like every team was in slow motion. <laughs> it's like I listen to all my pods at 2x. And then if you go down to 1X or like even 1.3X or something like that, it sounds like everyone's drunk. It's like, it's like watching the slow. NBA playoffs and then switching to like March Madness. And you're like, this ain't it. I'm going to rip these through. Teams are, it's, it's 58 to 54. I don't know. I mean, I just, I'm just going to rip through some of these other stats because they're actually insane. Mike White outscored Ryan Tannehill, Zach Wilson, and Daniel Jones this week, even though Mike White threw two passes. <laughs> Uh, the Dolphins offense has 60, over 1,600 yards through three games, which is the most ever through three games. Dolphins, again, 10 touchdowns. Most today. ever for any team ever through three games. Most, most yards. Ever. To be clear. Uh, from Austin Gale, shout out Austin Gale, got us to win. Two is EPA per dropback. Expected points added per dropback through three weeks. Is the second highest mark of the 21st century, only behind Tom Brady for the 2007 Patriots that went undefeated till the Super Bowl. Uh I, you could go on and on and on here, but DK, I wanted I wanted to ask you about you actually before we even had that stat brought up the 2007 Patriots with this Dolphins team and about how you felt that not that they're going to go undefeated, but that they are a, like a tectonic shift in the league. Like the 2007 Patriots ushered in a new era in football, and I don't know if that's going to happen with this team, but I don't know. Like what what what? Why did you think of the 2007 Patriots when you were talking about the Dolphins? Yeah, I mean, I think you nailed it. It's just essentially like, you know, of course, it's a long time ago, so it's hard to kind of remember exactly how it was. But it was like, this is something new that no one's doing. And it's like, what? how are they? How can we stop this team? Like, they're so unstoppable. Like, they literally are just running circles around everyone else offensively. And of course, that Patriots team had Tom Brady at the helm. They went undefeated in the regular season. Um, somehow, I don't, I still don't know how they lost to the Giants in the Super Bowl. Um, but like, that the Giants offense, kicked the shit out of them. Yeah. And, you know, credit to them. But like before that, this was like the most truly unstoppable offense it felt like we'd ever seen. And this is like from a just uniqueness and 
it's like this is almost like something we've never seen before. Just like th- they have the five fastest players in the NFL and they're all on their offense. You know what I mean? It's like insane what they're doing. And then Tua is just such an expert um, distributor of the football. Like he gets the ball out so quickly. He throws deep and then they have yards after the catch. Um, you know, just everything all together. Like obviously Mike McDaniel scheming up like the most brilliant thing. Everybody's just running wide open all the time. I don't know how that happens. Um, so that was like what it really reminded me of. It was like the 2007 Patriots where it's like they took the league by storm. You know what I mean? I know that's a cliche, but they took the league by storm. Um, I would say it's like also similar a little bit. And we were talking about this, like the Sean McVay Rams um, when he came over and they just like changed everything about offense. That team was incredible too. There's a, there's a couple other really good examples of offenses that just look truly unstoppable. Obviously Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid have done Andy Reid have done that a few times, but man, this offense is so fun to watch. Like they are truly the number one team to watch right now. Also lost in all of this. Jalen Waddle didn't play tonight. <laughs> right. Good point. It was like they were like <laughs> I wasn't even on the field. The best offensive performance from any team maybe ever and Jalen Waddle was Hurt. If you had started only Dolphins on your fantasy team this week, you would have had over 200 fantasy points. So that's super <laughs> chill. Um, so also, want to know Dolphins had more yards today than the Jets do all season. So that's cool. Uh, Jets, tough. Dolphins, incredible. Craig, next award here. Yeah, the next award here is called um, Why Do We Even Bother? <laughs> Why Do We Even Bother Award goes to the Arizona Cardinals Dallas Cowboys game. Because, you know what? This is why you should just, you should always zag. Whenever anything seems like a certainty, just zag. I, I respect all people zag at all times. No one knows anything. Um, the, the screenwriters who are writing this season, they're obviously non-union, right? Because there is a strike that might be over right now. But they were clearly non-union writers because this season it's all over the place. There's no storyline. <laughs> I don't know what, I don't know. I don't know what the resolution is. The first act here has been a mess. And not not a single person on the planet would have picked the Arizona Cardinals to beat the Dallas Cowboys. I guess, D, except DK from the take purge, who said that the Cardinals are going to win like 10 games and no. make the playoffs. Well, Craig, that's exactly, you set it up perfectly for me because the, the only reason I had no real reason to actually like the Cardinals, other than the fact that everyone thought they were the shittiest team imaginable and they're going to get like a... And in fact, that is the most important reason in life <laughs> is when everybody's thinking one thing, yeah. disregard all other information and facts and go the other way. So Tuna if on you toast. D- if you missed it, I, yes. I essentially, yes. it wasn't actually a take perch because I had said it too many times before the take perch, so I didn't do it. But like, basically my joke for like a month in the off season was that the Cardinal, Cardinals are going to win nine games this year. Uh, and so far, honestly, look, they lost their they lost their first two games, but they were really competitive in both of those games. In fact, they were up 28 to 14 before they lost to the Giants in the, like late in the third quarter. So that wasn't great. But this is, this team is certainly- seven. 28 to seven. Oh yeah. Okay. So there you go. Um, this team is way, way more competitive than anyone gave them credit for. Like we were all clowning on Jonathan Gannon and honestly for good reason, but like apparently the team has really bought in. Like they're firing their bellies. Dude, it seems like they like him. Yeah, they're buying in. They were all jumping on him, pouring Gatorade on him. They seemed very happy with him. Hell yeah. Yeah. So yeah, man, this is like a really honestly fun team to watch. Like Craig, I think you tweeted it today. It's like, the best teams in the NFL are, you know, the Dolphins and the Cardinals in the first half. And like, I don't know who else you put, but like this, this team, like it, man, they come out like swinging and I kind of like it. Yeah. Craig, you were like the, the best team in the NFL is the Cardinals of the first half. And then it's the Dolphins and then the best. And then the third best teams who ever plays the Cardinals in the second half. <laughs> 
And 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 the Cardinals proved me wrong, I guess, by holding off on Dallas. Look, I mean, what what's funny is about the Cardinals is obviously they have the weirdest offensive roster at all time. Josh Dobbs, their quarterback, I think got brought into the team a month ago to this day. Quantum leap. He, he's just stuck in this life now, so he's he getting good at it. He's like, oh, I got to figure this out. Dude, their schedule's a disaster. Like, like their next five games, Niners, Bengals, Rams, Seahawks, Jeez. Ravens, Browns. I know, Craig. I looked at, <laughs> like, I looked at who they were playing next week, and I was like, the 49ers, like, fuck. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, this is a, it's just when you say, maybe, I'm going to bet the Cardinals' on money line on each of the next five games. They'll win one of them. How do they get to back. nine? Are they getting to nine? That's all I need to know. Nine wins. I need to see it. Look, man, if Dobbs keeps running 45-yard touchdowns, yeah. <laughs> well, so Do- Kyle, Dobbs is like Kyler. the fifth most mobile quarterback in the league now. By the way, when's Kyler coming back? Never. Josh Dobbs is better than him. That's ridiculous. Come on. It, I'm just saying. It's no, just I, stupid. I think, it's stupid like, to say that, but yes. Cow- Go ahead. Dude, James Conner looks great. <laughs> no, the Cowboys... the. They, they had three offensive linemen out. I was, I'm mad that I didn't see this coming in retrospect because Zach Martin and Tyron Smith did not end up playing this game. Also, their center, um, Tyler, I can never say his last name, Baya does. But, so they're down three offensive linemen. And then on defense, the, the, the Cowboys are such an aggressive defense and the, the Cardinals just like RPO'd the crap out of them. And then, I, I don't know, they kind of just had a bunch of cutback lanes that James kind of sliced them on. And I'm like, kind of weird they couldn't figure James that Connor, one out. I, I, James Conner is like my favorite running back right now. He's so fun to watch. A lot of juice yeah. in James. Um, it's unbelievable. So yeah, that was uh, uh, super chill. We may or may not have jinxed Mike McCarthy because we said he was the happiest coach in the NFL yeah. on the Friday show, <laughs> I think. Not anymore. Sorry about that. A le- he took a leisurely pace down for the, car- the Cowboys' final drive only to be matched by Josh McDaniels thinking there was like 20 more minutes at the end of the Steelers <laughs> it would be fun. It would be fun to adjust the, the coach happiness rankings every week. <laughs> But that's not in the only other crate. The other crate, the Jaguars got their asses handed to them by the Houston Texans. Who like the, we thought the Cardinals and Texans were going to be the two worst teams in the league. And they both look great. I think the Texans might be the second most surprised. Like the Cardinals are probably the first most surprising team this year. Right. Second most surprising to me are the Texans being kind of frisky, like kind of good. CJ Stroud. Looks like a five-year starter or six-year starter. Like he looks like a veteran out there. He's slicing people up. Um, I saw this stat from James Palmer: 121 pass attempts without an interception through three starts. Most pass attempts in a player's first three starts in NFL history without a pick. Like that is that's incredible. Crazy. Also worth noting on that: that's first three starts. That should be graded on a curve because he actually is starting in week one too. You know what I mean? That includes right, all these quarterbacks right, that got to wait on the bench. So he has 906 passing yards through three games, C.J. Stroud does. That's the third most by a rookie quarterback in their first three games since 1970. So he he is really... We don't care about 1970. Have that, like, yeah, no. Fuck that. Um, he's been really, really good. Tank Dell, the rookie receiver. Again, like they're getting production from players. I don't think anyone... Well, I didn't expect so quickly, certainly, with Tank Dell because he's out there. He's, 500, he's 5'10", 155 pounds. This is one of the big reasons I was like, way too low on Tank Dell. Like, I'm going to take a Mia Culpa on that one. Like, I was just... He's 155 pounds, and I was You're like... You're talking about the real draft, to... too. Because you I'm are about the real draft, draft expert. Yeah, and I was like... NFL I mean, draft. He was extremely productive in college, but I'm like, this guy's 155 pounds. We've seen, like, Tutu Atwell hasn't done anything. This was me talking in the summer. Of course, Tutu Atwell now is, like, going off. We've got uh, Devon Chain, who's 190 pounds, scoring 50 fantasy points. We've got, um, you know, Devontae Smith is one of the best receivers in the NFL. Like... 
one of my big takeaways from this Texans game is not just that CJ Stroud is good. It's just like, I don't care how heavy you are anymore. <laughs> like if you're a skinny, small dude, especially at receiver like that, I don't think that matters anymore at all. Like period. Yeah. We're, uh, we're in our Chalamet era, you know, it doesn't matter in Hollywood either. <laughs> we're in the post weight era. It doesn't, it doesn't matter how heavy you are. If you can play, you can play Pete Davidson. There you go. Yeah. We like him skinny now. Yeah. <laughs> Weight's not your fate. Also, wait, while we're on this Texans game, holy shit, wait, we got to talk about Andrew Beck, the kick return. That was Craig. I, this this was the craziest. I think this is one of the craziest plays I've ever seen. It almost didn't get enough attention, even though it was played on Renzo a lot. But the fact that so the Texans are fielding a kick and they I don't know if they pooch punted or whatever, but like the returner they doesn't did. take they it. They kind of pooch punted. Yeah. I don't know. Why did they pooch? Punt I don't it? know. I was wondering. I, I was, I, th- you know, I thought it was a punt when I first watched it. Cause I was confused about where it landed. I watched it on a plane and I was next to my friend and I was like, why did they just kick it? Like I don't that? Know. And then the guy just ran it back for a touchdown. <laughs> and I was like, that guy's not even fast. And what are we, what's it was going on? so weird. And so like the, the returner, the guy, the fullback picks it up and then drops it. And that's always how it starts when you're like, what an idiot. This is why you don't touch the ball. And then he just kept going and going. And I'm like, how is this? A, how embarrassing is that for the fullback, for the for the coverage team, for the fullback to pick it up and then just return it for a touchdown after he drops it? It always feels like the guys, if you if you're able to drop a punt and recover it, it always feels like you're going to have a great run. Deshaun Jackson obviously has the famous one, but it always feels like to me that there's some weird thing about like, you feel so bad about dropping it that you need to make up for it. Yeah. That they always like so exceed expectations when they drop and recover their own catch. Yeah. Like a special amount of adrenaline for when you've really screwed something up. Flight or flight, baby. It's the, yeah. Because yeah, <laughs> you know what? The other, the, the other thing that always happens on kicks is when you get almost tackled and then accidentally slingshot. By the player. Oh, yes. Yes. That's the, you know what I mean? It's like, it, it's incredible how much of kick returns need either one of those two things to happen. It's like the guy who gets sandwiched between two tacklers and then just keeps running and the two tacklers yeah. fall backwards. It's, it's like, like the like the balls, the silver just Newton physics. Balls. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, physics at play here. You know, it's just like, it's just like the guy other. just stays right in the middle and just keeps <laughs> running. <laughs> those are the, the weirdest plays. Oh, my God. Okay. All right, well, we've gone a little too far into the show without talking about the actually only news of the day that actually matters, which is yeah, um, this Taylor is like Swift. trending. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, it's I can't believe we made it this far. But wow, so someone someone tweeted that Taylor Swift showing up to this game is like when your boy was talking about like, dude, I'm going to get this like really hot girl from this other school like to come to the dance. And you're <laughs> yeah, like, sure. OK, and then she shows up and you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! What a, can I just say? What an awful day on Twitter. <laughs> just a miserable day on Twitter. One of the worst I can remember. The like, goddamn! Shouts out like Brian Curtis and the press box. The overjerked, over overworked Twitter joke of the week. The amount of I, I probably saw the same joke, the same five jokes from one thousand five hundred Twitter accounts. <laughs> uh, the amount of like every announcer doing like the like oh. The Chiefs are up 35-0 on the Bears. The Bears have a blank space next to their score total. <laughs> oh, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22 after. And I'm like, we got to stop this. We, we all, <laughs> these social off. media interns that are like <laughs> that are like texting all these announcers jokes to say, I'm like, we can't be doing this. <laughs> My, uh, yeah, I have questions. Yeah, me too. I, yeah, I have answers. How long do you think they've been dating? Because her sitting next to the Travis Kelsey's mom for the game. It's kind of like soon for them to like, meet the mom already. I hate to spoil this for you, Heifetz, but I, they're not dating and, and they, they haven't been dating. 
Do you think this is all a ruse? Don't do not tell him. He's like such. He's on such a high right now. This is so deflating. Taylor Swift has a movie coming out in two weeks, and she wants to make the most money ever by a by a concert film. She's going to make like 150 million dollars in America in the first weekend, and she's going to dominate the box office. And now she just got millions and millions and millions and millions of people watching who are now converted fans of Taylor Swift that they weren't before. This is just an incredible marketing move, in my opinion. No wonder she's sitting next to the mom. She'll be on camera. She can be seen hugging her. Everybody will love Taylor Swift. You can see her yell, let's fucking go when Travis Kelsey scored a touchdown. Oh, she knows exactly what she's doing. (laughs) Come on. There's the video after the game of them like walking next to each other like a middle school couple out to Travis Kelsey's car. This is all planned, people. Do you think they've ever actually (laughs) done anything romantic? Like, have they actually never- Never mind physical. Have they even gotten dinner alone? Uh, maybe, maybe. Yeah, I would say maybe they've gotten dinner one time. <laughs> let's just yeah, let's, let's right. call it what it is. All right. Taylor Swift continues to be the best marketer on the planet. That's what this is. <laughs> also, taller in person. She kind of like, he didn't really tower over Oh, yeah, her. she's tall. The she's video too tall. She's like 5'10". Yeah. I, I mean, this, like come on. Feet. I, I don't know. I mean, look. It makes sense. No, Maybe I think she'll you're write right. a song about it. Like I think you're. She knows I think you're doing, wrong. But I think they're in love. Well, I or well, <laughs> you think know, in it's, love? it's hard to argue that you're like you know what she accidentally ended up in front of like 20 million people live on live television for today. Two weeks. Before two weeks movie before a movie comes out. Yeah. When did the rumors start? Wasn't he hurt at the time? Why would she, why would she do this with the hurt guy? It was like yeah, two three weeks ago. He on the podcast on his podcast was like, oh, I DM Taylor Swift. Or I sent her a message and like I really want to meet her. I, I like her. Did he accept this marketing campaign? Or did she think of this and like talk to him first? That's the question. Probably crossed the I'm desk. Sure she ca- like, I'm oh. sure she was like, this is something I can capitalize right, on. Right. It's a win-win for both. The DM he sent was, saw you rock Arrowhead. You should see me rock Arrowhead. Okay. <laughs> I mean, look, this guy had a dating show in 2016 called Catching Kelsey. That's the thing. He's thirsty as hell. Like, that's the thing about yes. it, too, for fame. Was that, was many- that, a, was that a question? <laughs> No, not even. Obviously, Kelsey's thirsty. Not even Kelsey's thirsty, but I'm just saying, like, how many tight? How old? How old is Kelsey? Thirty four. So he's twenty eight. A tight end had a dating show, a Bachelor spinoff. How many tight ends have ever even tried anything like that? You know what I mean? Like he was that famous. Then. They drove off in a convertible. It's like I see what you're up to. You know what I mean? <laughs> Craig sees through the bullshit. I'm glad we didn't leave the show because now I feel <laughs> like we're not friends. Now I, feel like- I don't think friendship exists either. <laughs> uh, oh well. Good for them though, you know? Rich get richer. There you Big go. win for the two of them. Yeah. yeah, sure. This is like we were talking about how there's there would be no billionaire. Like billionaires aren't hot because if they were hot, they wouldn't have become billionaires. But you're like, well, how do we explain like Ryan Reynolds? And it's like, but the other end of the spectrum is hotness has never been more profitable. Well, yeah. And like, also like in the acting space, that kind of, that doesn't count. Like if you're a billionaire by, by, by way of acting, that doesn't count. Uh, That actually helps if you're hot. That's probably the only way to be a billionaire as an actor (laughs) is if you're attractive. All right. Next up here, the arrested development dead dove. What is your return policy? The Memorial Joe Bluth award. Uh, wow, some running backs here. We got Josh Kelly, Chargers running back, 11 carries, 12 yards. Dude, this is a brutal one. So many people probably spent like half their free agent auction money on this guy, and he's been just a mess for two weeks in a row. Austin Eckler kind of sold us a bill of goods on this Yo, guy. Yes, Austin Eckler <laughs> himself. 
with I feel super swindled. earnestly on the <laughs> Yahoo show is just like, got to pick up Josh Kelly. And that dude, Josh Kelly has two starts for Austin Eckler. He's six and a half points. Uh, I mean, has there been a has there been a better argument for Eckler to get a fat contract than than Josh this Kelly is replacing all him and putting him? By Eckler, so he's like Taylor it? Swift. He's just <laughs> yes, like cropping it up. Also, they quietly were like Austin Eckler is going to be out a few more weeks, possibly. I don't understand what the deal with the Chargers is. I, th- why is it so hard for the Chargers to find a running back that can actually just like break a tackle? You know what I mean? Like they've been trying for like three or four years now to find any running back that is good. It, it seems like it's the easiest position to find a good player at. There's way too many of these guys. How can how come they can't find a guy who's good? There are some teams that just have blind spots. The Vikings and Cardinals have not been able to find a cornerback for like half a decade. The Chargers yeah. have not been able to find a running back since Eckler for like half a decade. The Bears there's like just have way not too many running backs. This is why there's like a the crisis for running back payment right or pay right now. Like there's just way too many good ones, and they can't find a good one. It is true. Except for, of course, Eckler. But still, it's crazy. Brees Hall on the Jets, 12 carries for 18 yards. I mean, the whole Jets team is just sell low. (laughs) Whatever you can get. Cash out. (laughs) Give up. (laughs) Truly, let's give up. My favorite photo on the internet is the, you ever see that motivational sign that someone put, but they got the thing wrong and it says like, you matter, don't give up, but they actually by accident put it, you don't matter, give up. Oh, right, yeah. It's like, you don't <laughs> it's matter, like the, give up. The way that they wor- like <laughs> yeah, put the words together. Yeah. Uh, my girlfriend's Gibby, her her big joke, her inside joke with us is always like, anytime something stressful happens, she's always just like, let's give up. <laughs> Not like, we're this guy, let's just give up. Let's give the up Jets. about this. Dude, all right, well, I think the Jets actually might have to give up on Zach Wilson. I, he's got to go. It's like the, this oh, is the for, end style. He's got to go. Dude, I, I, did you guys watch any of this? Craig, I hope you were spared watching this game. The Jets had one yard in their first five drives. What are they going to do? I, they have to get a quarterback. Well, I want to get to that. Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz would be immeasurably better than what they're doing no, right it's, now. It is. And I don't throw <laughs> this word around lightly. I do not throw this word around lightly. They're a non-competitive offense. They are like, the, and I, I remember when I said the Rams defense was unserious. This is an unserious offense. Like the the players are self-immolating on the sideline. Like the whole thing is like Zach Wilson got a game winning drive and basically took a safety and then somehow got the ball back. And then he checked down for a one yard completion on fourth and 10. He's he is somehow miraculously like worse than Justin Fields right now. He's he's a non-functional quarterback. They cannot they can barely complete a pass like it's a miracle if they complete a pass. Let me toss this by you. Straight up, Zach Wilson for Justin Fields. Who says no? Dude, the Bears. <laughs> Why? They, no, the Bears, this is perfect. The Bears you, hate you t- Justin Fields. You, they hate him. And then you just tank with Zach Wilson and get Caleb Williams. <laughs> the Bears just trying to this lose This is something. great. Another man's trash. You Dude, know what I mean? Dude, so they came out. There's a report that came out on Sunday, I think, that Matt Ryan and Carson Wentz have called the Jets and have expressed interest in playing for the Jets this year. Like, come sign so me. It's like how Kelsey sad. expressed interest in Taylor Swift. They're sliding into the DMs. Publicly begging, and then the Jets are like, maybe this is a good idea. The Jets absolutely need to yeah, do Matt this. Yeah, Matt Ryan's like, you should see me rock MetLife. No, they couldn't possibly. Be. I actually, again, I don't, Tom Brady. I mean, yeah. It's just out there. <laughs> He's not going to the Jets. He's not going to do it. Here's the real one. So the Chargers, returns to the Chargers, they beat the Vikings. The Vikings are 0-3. 
Why do they need Kirk Cousins? Kirk Cousins is a free agent after this year. There's not even like a compensatory pick they would get back if he leaves in free agency. His contract voids. Kirk, if the Vikings lose, their next game is against the Panthers. That's winnable. Then the uh, Vikings play the Chiefs. They're going to start one and four probably. Why? Why do they need Kirk Cousins? Let's give up. And seriously, if they're not going to make the playoffs this year, they have one of the most analytic-minded front offices in the entire league. There's going to be a lot of quarterbacks in the first round of this draft. Like the Vikings are like the fact they didn't extend Kirk Cousins clearly means they don't really want Kirk Cousins. Yeah, to the be on GM this season. every chance he gets, he's like, yeah, we know he's not that good. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's like Kirk Cousins like, is going to leave the Vikings after this year. Just trade him to the Jets. Get a second round pick. Get I a first, whatever. Yeah. Get a future pick. I'm serious. That to me is the real answer. The, like I think the reason the Jets waited is because they looked around. They're like, wow, this landscape sucks. What if we wait two weeks? and see what happens to like the Rams or the Titans and the Vikings. The Vikings start going through is exactly what they need. That's the only one to me where I look and I'm like, the Jets could do something. Otherwise, it's like it's a nightmare for them. That's not bad. I got to say. It's definitely, from a football point of view, it makes a lot of sense. I would be very sad, though, because then it's like, oh, that's the end of Justin Jefferson and TJ Hawkinson and, you know, whatever. Like, that would suck for fantasy, but yeah, it'd be good for... Justin Jefferson will get over it when they get like Caleb Williams... Yeah, it just feels like if they were one and four, that, that's not that's not bad enough for them to give up. Well, like they have to be one and one and eight. I just I think that's how they would feel. I think they would think, hey, we had a really tough schedule to start the year. We can go on a, a big run and get right back into the mix. I think one and four is too early to give up. And I think I even agree with that. That's why you don't ask them. Just do it. Also, Kirk Cousins is a super Jetsy quarterback. Like he'd be a perfect Jet. Uh, also, wait, while we're talking about your return policy, Derek, the Titans demolished by the Browns today. Derrick Henry, 11 carries for 20 yards, fewest rushing yards in a game since Derrick Henry became the starting running back for the Tennessee Titans. It's so over. It's over. No, I was snapped really. by Tajay Spears. Titans had 94 yards today. On how many? They had 94 yards on 45 offensive plays. 45 That's plays bad. to produce 90 yards. And actually, like, so the Titans were pretty exciting last week. I think this is more just an indictment on how freaking good the Browns defense is. This is the Browns defense to me is the new team in the NFL. San Francisco is l- s- close to that level, but to me, the Browns are the team you do not want to play anyone in in fantasy. Like if if my if any of my guys are going against the Browns, I'm like pretty much trying to find a different solution here because and this is also why Craig, I was talking to you about this before. I couldn't believe like it's actually crazy to me that Pickens had such a good game against this Browns defense last week because the Browns are just absolutely incredible. Simmons, Bill Simmons tweeted it out earlier. It's like they're playing with 15 guys on the field. It's what it looks like. They're just so smothering. They're so freaking just dominant up front. Uh, opposing well, offense just can't shutout. do anything. They just can't do this anything. This is functionally a shutout because it was, was it 27 to three? The Browns won, but it doesn't matter. The three the Titans got, was after a turnover. They went negative nine yards on the scoring drive. They lost nine yards and kicked a field goal. That's a shutout. Jesus, you know, that's terrible. That's like when you give team? up. A, that's like a pitcher giving up a run, but it's an error, so it doesn't actually like work towards your ERA. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's an unearned, towards the unearned point average. Yeah, <laughs> unearned point. Yeah, this, unearned uh, field goal. Here's the Titans' possessions in order: punt, punt, <laughs> field goal, punt, end of half, punt, 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 end of game. Just futile. I mean, I mean, dude, the the Titans had ninety four yards. The Dolphins had seventy points. Like that's so crazy. Oh, so <laughs> the Dolphins also had seventy points in seventy one plays, and that's wow. The, so I, there's two. DK, you had a stat about the Browns, and then I want to tell you something I saw in this game that underlined. But you you mentioned a stat about the success rate. Oh yeah, the, so, our boy Austin Gale 
tweeted this out. The Browns' defensive success rate this year is 78%. That's the best for any team through three weeks since at least 2000. So this is like, it's up there with like some of the great Legion of Boom defenses, some of the great Ravens defenses, you know, all those defense, the 49ers had some really great defenses along the way. I'm sure I'm missing a million, but like this is a truly just, they are destroying their opponents so far. It's an all-time start. It's like if the Dolphins were not being the Dolphins, this would be like, oh, this is like the the start of the year is the Browns defense. And, you know, Deshaun actually didn't look bad today. So if the offense can start clicking, the Browns kind of immediately seem like the best team in the AFC North. And the thing I have to say, uh, Micah Parsons obviously got his flowers as like the early defensive player of the year candidate. Miles Garrett, though, is probably it. He looks right awesome. there with them for the three weeks. Yeah. I have to tell you, I saw something in this game I've never seen, which is so obviously, you know, if there's a defensive <laughs> yeah, end that's this. really good, you know, they put a tight end on that side to like block, help the tackle block him. And the t- I, I've never seen this. The Titans put two tight ends to block him. So Miles Garrett moved to the other side and both tight ends motioned over to block him. So then he went back to the other side. This is all in the same play. And the Titans went back to follow him. And Miles Garrett's laughing and he goes back. The Titans are like, screw this. And he's called time out. <laughs> and I was, I've never seen anything like it where the two, t- like just going back and forth and bad. I'm like, this is so sad. It's a moment when you're like, wow, this football's kind of simple. There are moments where you're like, oh, look at this. This is guys, just two guys are chasing another guy. <laughs> yeah. He's really good. So they need two guys. And then he's like, well, I'll go here. They're like, well, I'll go there. He's like, well, crisscross, snip, snap. Uh, also, the in the de- defensive player of the year conversation, you can't not talk about TJ Watt. TJ Watt has six sacks in three he games. He was my pick, Craig, good. for what it's worth. I agree, DK, with your overall point that the Browns' defense are just like an auto sit right now. Like, no one's going to have a good game against the Browns, it seems. Yeah, it's just, man, you can't get anything going against them. Speaking of which, though, I would also like to give that these two teams deserve each other award to the Chargers-Vikings game. I know it touched on Josh Kelly sucking. It was the th- perfect game. It, <laughs> it lives was up exactly to the hype. <laughs> yes. It was exactly what we all thought. I w- Do you want to start with the Vikings losing this game? Or do you want to start with Brandon Staley getting out by the skin of his teeth? No, you got you to gotta explain how the ending of the game came to pass, how it all went down. There is so much to talk about, but I will start with Brandon Staley, fourth and one at his own 24-yard line. Goes for it on fourth down. They're winning. What was the score? They're winning. They're winning. winning by four. Goes for it on fourth and one at his own 24. Instead With like of a minute and a half left or something like that? How much yes. time is left? Yeah. And I will say this. It is the exact opposite of what we just criticized McDaniels for. There is the idea of, even in Madden, it is a little, like it's a lot to just be like, yeah, if we don't get this yard, I will say this. I think the fireable offense to me is that if you have fourth and one with your, it's not even season, it's like your career on the line. Why have you not, why are you not doing the touch push? Why are you not, why are you not doing the sh- shove this quarterback's six foot six ass. What, you need, you need a yard is three feet. Your quarterback's six, six. Anyway, they, they don't get it. The Vikings get the ball. The Vikings then go, they get a fourth and 10. The Vikings convert. They run up. They have 30 seconds to go like what? Five yards to the goal line. And what the Vikings said happened was they wanted a quick snap, which makes no sense. Kevin O'Connell, the head coach, was like, I, we wanted to run a play really fast because they were caught off guard. But the Vikings fans were cheering, so Kirk Cousins couldn't hear the play call. Took so long to hear it, they eventually called his own call and then threw tip, pass, pick in the end zone, they lo- and the Vikings lose. Brutal, brutal, brutal. Have you guys seen a, that? Staley's beard is, is a huge red flag for me. Yes. This man has like, a, like, a, like a graying depression beard. <laughs> like you can tell he's just up all night studying tape, looking at the numbers, 
figuring out what analytical play he's going to screw up or use as an excuse. His beard is looking haggard, and I'm worried for him, to be honest. That guy needs a good shave and a shower. This is like, I feel bad, though, because this is what we, so we had kind of gotten on on him a little bit about, because he, when he got hired, like, all the nerds loved him. He's the guy that's going to go for it on fourth down and like play, you're going to play with more downs. You're going to get more plays. The analytics say it's like over time, you're going to get more of these than you fail and blah, blah, blah. You're going to score more points. And he like has gotten that sort of beaten out of him over the years, just like by the media and the fans and everything. And he's not really the guy that goes for it on fourth down anymore. So like, should we be celebrating that he did this? And if he had gotten it, we'd all be like, this was a genius move. So ballsy, like great job. But then they failed. And well, I don't think like, we would have said genius. We would have said ballsy. Yeah. Monkey. <laughs> That's fair. Dance, monkey. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Do, <laughs> do the thing. Do the thing. Do the thing. Do the thing. Do the thing that you do. You know, you do the but thing. But now yeah. it, 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 it feels like we beat it out of him. And now he now he has no philosophy. And now he doesn't know who he is. <laughs> just, hence the beard. He's, yeah. he's literally trying to change his look. I, no, I think that it, it's. I think that the reality is that he has the beard you think he would have three months after he got fired, but he hasn't been fired yet. And like, it's like what I thought Cliff Kingsbury would look like when he was in Thailand. That's what Brandon Staley looks uh, like in right the bleak now. midwinter. This is like in Peaky in Blinders. The they all, they all, they're all just operating like they're on borrowed time anyway. So it's yes. like fuck it. <laughs> I'm not shaving. Get him the haircut. Oh uh, my god. The Chargers are just in the bleak midwinter. This is what the Chargers are. Oh my god! If you oh. haven't, if you did, if you've never seen Peaky Blinders, essentially like all these World War One vets. Uh, I don't know if they make a pact or whatever. They just like have a motto. It's because if they made it back from the war, this is all extra time for them. Like you know what I mean. And so when they when they all survive the war, they just have this expression that in the bleak midwinter, everything else is bonus. Can I say one thing about the Chargers? So Herbert, right now. Number one quarterback in fantasy, no turnovers. Um, every single throw Justin Herbert makes, and I, I want I really want to stress this. I believe this. Every single throw he makes is perfect. <laughs> well, except for the touchdown he threw that should have been a pick. Still got caught. Like exception. Every single ball he throws is fucking perfect. It's it's incredible. I mean, he's the best he's ever been. But every time I watch him, he just like flings some deep ball forty yards down the field, down the sideline, and it's just like right in a dude's breadbasket. And I'm like, <laughs> I know that that Justin Herbert is very divisive amongst the the football community because it's either like you love him or you hate him. Because you know what is he? He's, he's never won a playoff game. His teams are always middle. You're not that great. No, see, he's they, either overhyped or underrated. Yeah. Correct. I think he's, I think he's the best thrower in the league. I mean, I guess Mahomes, and then it's Herbert. But like the man is yeah. the man throws perfect passes. All I know the time. what you mean. I I get like I know Bills starting to come for Herbert, and people are starting to come from the same. <laughs> people came for Shanahan. Like, well, where's the winning? And I'm like, it's never. I've never seen a quarterback argument that should be easier than this one. I'm like, Brandon Staley again. He's supposed to be defense guys, fourth down guy. He's defense guy. The Chargers defense has given up like the leading passers in the NFL right now by yardage are. Um, it's Kirk Cousins, and it's Tua, and then it's all the quarterbacks facing the Chargers combined. <laughs> like that's the, yeah. those are the players who have thousand yards. The Chargers have given up the most first downs, period. And I know a lot of that's probably playing the Dolphins and the Vikings, but like I mean, but they're last in the league. So at what point are you like uh, defense guy? Like yeah. What more do you want him to do is the thing. It's like, oh, the winds yeah. aren't coming. Dude, he threw, f he was 40 out of 47 for 405 yards and three touchdowns. Oh, by the it's way, the yeah. highest completion percentage <laughs> ever for a quarterback with more than 45 attempts. <laughs> I mean, Jesus, 40 out of 47. He, th he threw the ball 47 times and 40 of them were complete.
That's crazy. Keenan Allen had 18 catches. What the hell was that? Even Keenan Allen <laughs> threw a touchdown. Maybe that's actually the point. Oh, yeah. That's anyway, true. Yeah. Uh, the, Keenan Allen. I, on the Herbert thing, I, I want to just, we, we, I, I will say a, a, a small L for us and everyone in fantasy football through three weeks is that we talked all offseason about rushing quarterbacks and rushing quarterback being a cheat code, loophole, because the rushing yards were three times more than a passing yard. Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen. Guess what? Through three weeks, the top five quarterbacks in fantasy are Justin Herbert, Kirk Cousins, Tua, Jordan Love, and Mahomes. So pocket Yo, passers. Park and bark. Yeah. Park bunch park of park and, and bark. barks. Bunch of Adele's up here. <laughs> Just stand in front of that mic and let it rip. Best comment at our live show. This is another nice example of like when everyone agrees on something, it just go the other way. Just run away from it. Because we all finally agreed. Late round quarterback is dead. It's finally like you got a good, you get a guy who's going to run, blah, blah, blah. And you got guys like Justin Fields who can't complete a freaking pass to save his life. And they don't even run him either. So it's just like, oh my God. I Yeah. And it's like Lamar Jackson blew a lead. Anthony Richardson's concussed because he's running. It's like, you know, Justin Herbert just stands in the pocket and rips it. It's kind of nice. Park and park. I will say before we move on from the charge, though, I just want to shout out Keenan Allen. When she threw a touchdown. Uh, I have a crazy stat here. Keenan Allen has 90 PPR points through three weeks. In the last 20 years, the people who've done that are Wes Welker in 2011, Julio Jones in 2015. That was when he ended up with the third most receiving yards ever. Randy Moss in 2007 when he had the most touchdown catches ever. Michael Thomas 2018, which was the prelude to him setting the catch record. Cooper Cup in 2021 when he had the cat triple crown. And then it's this year, Keenan Allen and Tyreek Hill. Wow. I have to say, I'm really upset. I, I was so in on Keenan Allen heading into last season, and I, I went on this whole rant about how you should be an adult and draft Keenan Allen and, and don't get all caught up in the flash of the younger guys uh, fresh out of college. Like, you know, it's like the S&P 500. It's only going up. You get your 9% return every year. Just like go home to your wife and draft Keenan Allen. And then he gets hurt. He has one mediocre year. I get off the train, and now he's back to being like <laughs> one of the best receivers. In you lack faith. So you lack, I hate that. lack discipline, man. I deserve it. Yeah. I do. Um, going back. So basically, yeah, he got hurt last year and he was, uh, just nearly, not nearly as effective as he usually is. And then, but once he got healthy, if you go back to week 11 of 2022, I saw this from Jacob Gibbs, um, since that week. So basically since Keenan Allen got healthy at the midpoint of last year, he has averaged 21.9 PPR points per game at receiver, at receiver. That's more than anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> like, like he is the number one receiver in football. More than Jefferson and Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Jefferson is 21 and a half. Tyreek Hill, 21 and a half. Devontae Adams, 18.9. So what does this mean? Buy Cooper Cup off his hamstring injury? Yeah. There you go. Um, but I don't know, man. Like he doesn't get nearly enough credit, I think, for that. Like, you know, we like him and everything, but he's just absolutely going nuclear since he got healthy last year. West Coast bias. We've talked about it before. Yeah. West Coast wide receivers don't get any love. Keenan Allen's not the kind of receiver I thought would get 200 yards. I have one more note I wanted to uh, hit on the Chargers. Donald Parham needs to be stopped at all, at all costs. <laughs> we need to stop this man. This man is ruining football. Donald Parham has six catches this season, and he's the tight end six in fantasy football. <laughs> Are you serious? He leads yeah. all tight ends in touchdowns. Just a vulture. He's ruining the tight end position. He's got six catches and he's the sixth best tight end in fantasy. I'm just sick of him. Nobody's ever going to start him. No, he's going to be on the, the waiver wire the entire season, and he's catching all the touchdown passes in in LA. It's miserable. I hate it. 
He's like, he is like, uh, you remember back in the day when Jimmy Graham would just post everybody up and like inside the five yard line, he scored like, I don't know, 70 something touchdowns over like a six year period or whatever. This is years what, ago. Cause he had one today too, which was weird, but yeah, yeah I remember that. Random, <laughs> very random. Um, Donald Parham has three end zone targets. He's like their he in that second among tight ends. He is he's essentially just their closer or whatever. You get once you get into the end zone area, it's just like go go have the six foot nine guy run around and we'll throw you a pass. I, yeah, I guess it's kind of simple. It's like it's essentially like the NFL version of like an alley oop. <laughs> yeah. Also speaking of alley oop, just like oops, which was the Washington play commanders playing the Bills today. Uh the Bills defense and fantasy outscored Tyreek Hill. That's chill. <laughs> uh, the <laughs> What was the final score of this game? It was 37 to three. First of all, did you see the photo of Josh Allen crossing the end zone? Like looked like he was doing a, it looked like a cross between a basketball player and like an angel being ascending into heaven while a commander's <laughs> player was like actually face down on the turf. It was the, it was one of the best photos I've ever seen. Um, Elena Getzenberg, shout out Elena at ESPN had this tweet. Sam Howell had a pick in each quarter today, which has happened four times in the last eight years, but it's the first time someone's done it other than James Winston. <laughs> no, you don't want to be on the same list on interceptions uh, as James Winston. Um, yeah, I was just, I actually don't think I looked at Sam Howell's line until just now. 19 for 29, 170 yards and four interceptions. That's tough. He was also sacked nine times, I think. So, Nine sacks and four interceptions. It's hard to get offense going in that kind of environment. Uh, so this is definitely, uh, you know, obviously we were kind of starting to get ex- a little excited about this Washington offense. This will take it down a notch. This is a heat check. Yeah, he's been sacked 19 times in three games. I, I looked this up. Jared Goff took 19 sacks in his first 14 games last year. And Sam Howell has 19 and three. Dude, Sam Howell's not, he, like, here's the thing. You can't do that. Like, you will die. Like that, like, uh, that's going to be the record, isn't it? By it's he's on pace for 107 sacks, which <laughs> I think would break the sack record by 30. It also <laughs> break all the bones in his body. Like you can't do that. Yeah, his sack rate is right now is 16. percent The thing about the sack record is, uh, if you try to break it, you're going to die. And so, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah, he's he's four percent or no three percent worse than Justin Fields in sack rate. It's not where you want to be. He has six more sacks taken than Justin Fields. The record is David Carr has been sacked the most with 76 and Sam Howell's on pace for 107. We don't talk about enough because you know how Derek Carr's rep is he's kind of soft and doesn't take hits. I feel like we never talk about that in the context of his brother took like 300 sacks in five years. Like the most sacked quarterback seasons ever are just three of the five for David Carr. I actually think Derek Carr's kind of tough. Is that a hot take? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I mean, he got hurt today. <laughs> Definitely. Literally. Oh, yeah, um, I guess RIP. I feel like he's out. always getting murdered and trying to get himself back out there. I was, I don't know. Uh, I mean, he's yeah, definitely yeah. tougher than the average person. That's for sure. No Brett Favre, but. Uh, All right. Well, I'm, I, it's, it's just, just me and you, Derek, <laughs> against the world. Heifetz, who was the one who said anytime you hit him, then he just like freaks out? Joey Bosa said that before a Monday Night Football game, and then they like won. And no, like they didn't even like try to like none of his linemen even try to like take a shot like, at yeah. Bosa either. Like no one even Have defended right. him. Like it was so embarrassing. <laughs> you never, dude. They just came out and said, you know that again. West Coast, you know the Chargers are not really covered when the 
highest best defender, highest paid player on the team is like the quarterback for the supposing Monday Night Football game is soft. We think he's like a kind of a bitch. And then it was like barely covered. <laughs> like no one even talked about it. <laughs> Keenan Allen got a 300 yards today. He wouldn't even get mentioned in the same breath as Taylor Swift. <laughs> I know. It's um, terrible. Taylor, date Keenan Allen. Packers also beat the Saints today with like math, which is boring. Packers did the 14 go for two thing. Jordan Love, by the way, I got to give Fifitz as far as Jordan Love. What is he? The QB four on the year? Yeah. Yeah. Not He's bad. right behind Tua, which is just wild to me. How does, you know Jordan why? Because he might be better points. in fantasy than real life. <laughs> or maybe it's because he had a rushing touchdown, DK. Now, now do you think that it's uh, fantasy stupid? Because Jordan Love had a rushing touchdown and 40 yards no, rushing. I'm for it. I love it. That's stupid. No, it's great. All right, it's awesome. Cool. Super fun. Uh, more good quarterbacks. That's better. All right. Time for the best part of the show. Two tight ends who outscored Kyle Pitts in a lie. You know what? I don't, I'm not going to do it because Kyle Pitts had five catches for 41 yards today. Good for you, Kyle. You had a decent game in tight end terms. For you, you had one of the best games of your career. You had six, you had six fantasy points. Well done. God. You were the tight six. end 14 today. Uh, Desmond Ritter threw it 38 times and they were losing the entire game. And he had five catches for 41 yards, which, by the way, five catches tied for the most he's had in a game since December of 2021. So, oh, good on depressing. you. He was, out, he was outscored by Jimmy Graham today, who I believe is 38 years old and literally didn't play football last year. <laughs> decided to come back. <laughs> the year of our Lord. He's almost twice Kyle age. Jim, can you imagine if I told you at the take bridge, Jimmy Graham's going to outscore Kyle Pitts this month? You know, he was outscored by Josh Oliver. Brevin Jordan, he actually had the same amount of points as his teammate, Jonu Smith. This conversation reminds me of something that uh, Justin Fields said after after the loss today. Basically, he's just like, you know, this last couple, I, I'm paraphrasing completely, but he's like, these last couple weeks have just really made me appreciate some of the some of the smaller things in life. Just the fact that I get to go, go out there and play ball, you know, like talk it. Winning isn't really that important. I'm, I'm just lucky to be, alive. to be alive. Yeah, like it, I'm a miracle <laughs> in that I'm alive right now. Like my cells all together. Life is a gift. <laughs> like he's getting all philosophical. Sure. Like the Bears have completely fucking broken this man. He's just happy to be alive at this point. Like nothing else matters from here. This is how I feel every time I'm talking about Kyle Pitts. I'm like, you know what? Really, nothing matters when you get down to it. You know, we're just specks in this infinite universe. Why do I care about Kyle Pitts? It's like when your friend just like gets broken up with in a really horrible way. And, and they're just like doing and they're, they're trying to say anything they can to keep themselves in a positive headspace. Like, you know what, man? Like, sleeps the sun's out. That's great. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> Weather's I got free. a roof over my you head. Enjoy it. You know? Yeah. You know, I got two loving parents. <laughs> what more could a man ask for? <laughs> what? Yeah. What more could a man ask for? Like 11 fantasy points. That's it. I'm, Just give me double I'm digits. Doing what I love. Yeah, I'm 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 playing sports for for my profession. <laughs> this is a dream. Oh man, we gotta get we gotta get Justin Fields and Kyle Pitts on new teams, man. That's all. How long will Justin Fields hug Luke Getzey this week? <laughs> you think? I feel like it's gonna be a little more cold. It's gonna be a colder hug. Okay. <laughs> Give me a little tap on the back, you know? Ass outside hug. You're not a hugger, are you, DK? I, well, I'm a big hugger. What are you talking about? You have like weird thoughts on like hugging dynamics. No, I hug. I hug a lot of people. I <laughs> hug people. I, my my sort of instinct is my foundation is always to go in for the hug, and then sometimes I'm like, 
And then sometimes people put off a I don't hug vibe and then that's fine. And I don't hug you. Do you like when you meet new people and you go to shake their hand and they go, I'm a hugger. Yeah. Coming for the real you thing. Like that? That's why that's like my favorite thing to say at a wedding, for instance. Like coming for the real thing, because I'm hugging everybody. Sure. You're going to the why bride. Would you think I'm not, why would you think I'm not a hugger, Heifetz? You've had a lot of thoughts on Justin Fields hugging Luke Getzey. I don't know. I know. That's because I'm trying to read body language, you know? I'm trying to read the vibes on these hugs. Well, they're just happy to be alive. <laughs> I mean, really, at the end of the and day. And to embrace another human being is a dream. <laughs> We're out here, you know, the sun's shining, the birds are chirping, getting to throw around the old pigskin. All right, burn book time. <laughs> I this is done with this. I think it's who, Josh Kelly. Who wants to go? Chargers. I think yeah, it's Josh I Kelly. Josh I, I can Dude, never, I, literally never imagine playing this guy ever again. I don't care how long Austin Eckler's out. I'm so tilted about Josh Kelly. I, I literally, in one league, sat James Conner because I was like, oh, James Conner, he's going against the Dallas Cowboys who are just annihilating everybody. They're going to have terrible game scripts in this game, blah, blah, blah. I'm an idiot. I started Josh Kelly, got two points, and then James Conner had like seven but after like five minutes in the first game, I was like, hate this guy. I'm never starting him again. I'm going to drop him just because I don't want to have to think about it. Who was yours, DK? Who was your nomination? I was I was agreeing with I was going to put Kelly. I was going to say Najee Harris. Ooh, that's another good one. Najee Harris has 14 fantasy points in three games. He had 19 carries today. The Steelers won this game. They, they were winning the entire game. He couldn't get anything going. He had 19 carries. He had six points. Like if, if not now, when you know what I mean? We do. Have this to is stop the exact him. environment in which Najee Harris should be a guy getting you points on your roster, and they were up fifteen for a half, and he couldn't do shit. Najee Harris is beyond. I, I think in two weeks he has gone from not startable to you don't have to roster him. Wow! You know who has more points than him? Rico Dowdle. You know, you know who else has more points than him? Latavius Murray. Mike White. Should I keep, you want me to keep going? Tony Jones has more points than uh, Najee Harris. Where did we draft Najee Harris again? Top 30. <laughs> cool. I don't think, I'm not saying cut Najee Harris. Again, if anything, we're, but now that the tide's turned, you should probably buy low on him because whoever has him is probably thinking about like, I never want to play this guy ever again. But if you're so mad at, I don't know. It, it, he just, I, I, Bill texted us the other day that Najee Harris, every time he has the ball in the open field, which is like twice, he looks like a defender who's intercepted the ball trying to like <laughs> pick six it the other way. Like that's, the, <laughs> I can't unsee it now. Yeah. He looks like a linebacker who, who got a tipped pass and is now figuring out how to weaving run through. through. Yeah, like, oh, where do I go? <laughs> Clyde Edwards Hilaris scored more fantasy points than Najee Harris this year. You guys. Can we teach him how to play left tackle, Najee? <laughs> Put him out there. It's worth Maybe. a shot. All right, I'm down to burn Najee Harris. I think that's the right move. <laughs> you want to do Najee? I'm down with Josh I, Kelly, too. No, Najee's the move because Josh Kelly, I could be talked into the siren song. Najee, I cannot. It's bleak out there in Pittsburgh. Every time Jalen Warren's on the field, the team, I, I'd love to see. I need yeah, to look in, up in like, the, bleak the yards per play with Warren versus Najee must be double. The difference between the Zeke and Tony Pollard thing is that while Tony Pollard's obviously better than Jalen Warren, it's that even like Zeke right now is still better than Najee Harris right now. The Zeke who was cut from the Cowboys is would be better. He had Zeke had 80 yards today. Yeah. So <laughs> the list, of, yeah, like the list of running backs that you could have picked that would have the exact same production as Najee is extremely depressing. I mean, do you think Najee's ever going to start? 
after the season on the team ever again. Like no. you know, not not counting for an injury. He's not in like a Kareem. Maybe Huntley. the Chargers. Oh. Maybe the Chargers in like two years. <laughs> the they can't find anybody him. good. Like twelve carries, thirty like he yards. Already, like, like he just like is Melvin Gordon. Yeah. Yeah, like Najee Harris just is Melvin Gordon right now. Like he's current Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon looked a little sprightly today, by the way. Melvin Gordon led the team in fantasy points today. Ten rushes, thirty-two yards, two catches, twenty-three yards. How many point? How many points was that? Six and a half. Six and a half points for for, for Melvin. Melvin Gordon. Uh, Najee Najee Harris today, six and a half. <laughs> Melvin Gordon was on a practice squad like yesterday. The fact that we have to have this conversation is proof Najee Harris is going to get burned. Najee Harris, you're in the burn book. Sorry, I like you. Seem like a nice guy. He does. He does actually. Um, that's the problem. Yeah, yeah he's, he's he's great. I think that's the thing is Pittsburgh fans love him. All right, that's all we got. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, TK. Thank you, producer Carlos. Thank you, Lauren. Lauren. Thank you, Taylor Swift. Go check out her new movie. Oh, no, you've done her before. Dude, Usher. You, it's not out yet. He's you, doing you've the done halftime her show before. Yeah, Usher. But like, dude, Ooh, have Usher. you ever seen anyone get buried? Like Usher at the halftime show, you're not even like close to the most famous musician associated with the NFL today. No one's talking about Usher. <laughs> it feels like he was low yeah. on the list. Let's be real. Yeah. What do you guys feel about Usher? So I th- I can't remember who I saw this, but they were tweeting about how he's sort of in between generations and in not mm-hmm. not as famous as like any like other Super Bowl act. It's not going to resonate at all with the boomers and it's not really going to resonate with the zoomers who's he for us he's for us he's for people like who are like around 30 years old i think i don't know i mean i like i mean i'm 41 and or i'm almost 41 and he was like huge for me in like college and stuff so yeah i get it i I think there are two types of super bowl performers one type is like the the rihanna the taylor swift where they don't need a guest and it's still going to be an awesome show there doesn't need to be a surprise appearance usher to me is like he needs to bring a couple people out Who do you I got? That's Who, who's he going to bring up? He needs to bring a couple people out. I don't know. Pitbull, maybe? for He's got a couple Pitbull songs. Whatever. Whatever it takes. I'm, I'm, Lil John. Yeah. Pitbull? Sure. I, I think the funniest song in the world is Hotel Room Service by Pitbull. We at the hotel, motel, holiday. holiday. Yeah. <laughs> the like, funniest just, song. Like, trying to like coax two women into having a threesome by being like, hey, I got Holiday Inn money. So a lot of Usher's music is like a little bit slower. It's like kind of like, it's like climax and confessions and stuff like that. You know? Well, he's got, yeah. A little bit more R and B. Yeah. I mean, that's a great one. He's got a lot of like DJ got us falling in love. Oh my God. Oh my God. is the definition of a song. That's like, it's good, but it's not great. Like, I don't think you can do. Oh my God. At the Super Bowl halftime show. Can you? It's like, I mean, I I bet he he will. Yeah. I guess it's like, yeah, it's there. He's Usher's good. But the problem is we're the only ones who are going to talk about Usher. We're talking ourselves into it. I know they went after Swift. She turned it down. And then I, I saw on Twitter that they were going after Miley Cyrus and Harry Styles. Turned it down. So I wonder how low I'm Usher was. I'm shocked they would go after Miley. Just Janet Jackson Why? was 20 years ago. I don't know. They were sc- they Janet Jackson showed one boob and then they went to only dudes over 60 for like a decade. They've done Katy Perry, Lady Gaga. They just did Rihanna. What are you talking about? Uh, yeah, but that was a reaction. That that was they took him a decade to go back to that. So why are you shocked that they were going after Miley now? I love Miley, but I'm surprised that older dudes don't see her as She's like a, a loose wild cannon. Kid. The older, yeah, the yeah. older suits making these decisions <laughs> don't see her as a loose cannon. <laughs> what is she like? Three years younger than Rihanna? Like, I don't know. It's not that different. I don't know. I love Miley. All right. Well, we'll, we'll got to start listening to Usher. We got six months. 
Email SerenaFantasyFootball@gmail.com if you have thoughts on Usher or Swift or whatever. Good call on the whole relationship being fake, Craig. Do you think Donna Kelsey's going to be upset people. that all Wake up! Fake? Wake up! Yeah. <laughs> Donna's going to be upset. Come on! Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift? No way! <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>